Welcome to the Hooper's Edge podcast brought to you by Kramer Basketball. I am your host, Micah Kramer, and today I am here with my oldest brother, Stephen Kramer, and we are discussing how I have found my role on a college basketball team and what has gone in to me finding that role. How are you doing, Stephen? Good, and I think this is a great topic for a lot of our listeners, you know, whether you're in high school, whether you're in college, and you're trying to figure out your own game, how that can complement the team game, finding the role, as, as you said, so that everyone benefits and what that really looks like. So, you know, your story of going from high school to uh, junior college, community college basketball, big transition there, and how you've learned to adapt and tweak some things, I think is a great message that we can share starting out with with the Hooper's Edge podcast. It's a great way to start off, you know, the, these podcast episodes in this series because it's, you know, we could do, we could talk about shooting. We could talk about dribbling. We could talk about finishing all these specific things. Are those helpful? Yeah, those are really helpful. But this is some of that intangible information, right? Where you can, you can find something that you're about to share and say, yeah, that applies to me in, in a way that's just on another deeper level. So dig into that. What do you mean by finding that role as a college athlete? Yeah, there's so many things that go into it. And that's, that's what's going to be the best part about this podcast is I had to learn things mentally, physically, emotionally about the game in order to find my role. Uh, so yeah, my freshman year of college was, it was hard. It was really tough. Um, I had to I had to learn just how fast the game was, how advanced it was, and I kind of had to keep learning about what my role will be if I if I want to be effective at this level. Um, I learned that coming into college, uh, I'm not going to be the the amazing point guard that that I thought you know I could walk in and be. I still think I can be a great point guard someday, but there's things that I really have to work on in order to be effective and for me to do that, I might have to play a different position for a while. So my role this year uh, has really been primarily off the ball because we have such great point guards and, uh, and I'm, and I'm one of the guys that has a decent shooting touch. So lately I I've been in the corner, I've been coming off of loops, coming off of pitches and trying to get downhill, you know, hitting pull up jump shots, trying to get in the lane or, or just trying to shoot spot up three pointers. So what, how I've, learn to have that role is having an understanding of my game coming into college and being like, yeah, I want to play point guard, but I'm not there yet. You know, I'm, I'm not strong enough with the ball yet and I get a little sped up under pressure. So what should I do right now? I need to be effective and use my shooting touch to my advantage. So that's the, that's the physical aspect of the game for me and the growth that I've had to make is I got to use, my, my new main skill set, which is shooting and my touch with, with my floater, I got to use that to my advantage in my new role on this team, which is primarily being an off the bench scorer. Let me and, stop you right there for a second yeah. and let you keep going. But, you know, I think that you underestimate a little bit of your ability to bring the basketball up against pressure. You can handle the ball. You know what to do. You make smart decisions. But this goes back into our topic of – roles and you having the ability of could you play the point for your team 
yeah, you can play, play the point and, and you, you do like, you'll bring the basketball up at times and, and do your thing, but finding the role that best fits the group has been you transitioning off the ball. I mean, your whole life growing up, you played point guard your entire life, really only what one, one and a half seasons in high school where, where you were playing more off the ball, your senior year, you were back on the ball again. So it's not like it's something that you haven't been doing your entire life and preparing for, but it's finding that niche on the team specifically with, with your roster. So talk a little bit more about how that transition has looked with this team. So, yeah, yeah, we have our current point guard is very strong, very athletic, and he's primarily a finisher. So, yeah, like, like you said, I could bring the ball up the floor, but for him to be effective, he should have the ball instead of him being in the corner. You know, it's, we're better off him kicking it out to me instead of me kicking, out, kicking it out to him. So the way that has looked uh, for me with this transition is my training has changed a little bit. You know, this year I've really worked on shooting off the catch um, in, instead of, you know, off the, off the dribble, which I've been working on both, but just trying to get a quicker release um, off of a slide shuffle, you know, off of the run, um, and, and shooting from the corner a lot, been working on that a lot and also working on getting to my spots. So I'll, I'll be in the corner. Our point guard will drive. He'll get to about the elbow and I'll be running around the wing and he'll pitch it to me. And I got to work on pull up from the elbow, or I got to work on floater from the middle of the lane or obviously the three point shot. So what that's looks like for me is obviously the training, but having the confidence, my mental aspect of the game has completely changed from where it was in high school and a little bit from where it was last year. Because if I'm the wing and, and coach, I'm, and I'm coming off the bench and coach says, Hey, we need some points. We need, we need you to make something happen here. Then my mentality has to be, I got to get, I got to get to my spot and I have to do what I have to do. Okay. Um, and that's kind of how I've been approaching the game. And it's led me to have more confidence than I've ever had in myself, you know, shooting a variety of shots because that's my role. That's what coach trusts me to do. That's what my teammates trust me to do. And it's made the game a lot more fun. Um, and that's, that's just kind of where I'm at right now. Big transition to, you know, figuring out how to move without the basketball when you've been the primary ball handler for, you know, almost your entire life. And so I think that for, for you, it's a big transition. It's harder um, to go from playing off the ball your entire life to on the ball, but it's still a big transition to work on on the ball and then off the ball. I know I had to make that transition when I was playing as well, was being a point guard going up through high school the whole time, and then now I go to college, and it's like, no, you're the two. Like, you're not getting the outlet pass. Run down the court. And, you know, that, I mean, that took me – a full year to get the hang of like, wait, you mean I don't get the outlet pass and bring it up and either advance it or try to attack? I mean, that was really, really tough for me. Um, and then moving without the basketball is key. Everybody works on the on-ball stuff, which you need, no doubt about it. But the ability to move well without the basketball is so, so underrated. I mean, what makes Steph Curry so effective there's, there's a handful of people that can really do some damage on the ball. He also can do it off the ball. You look at Tyler Hero from the Miami Heat this past year. I mean, 
man, he's got some some great on-ball moves, but he's a threat cutting off screens, spacing, all of that movement where it's getting into a one or a two dribble or just, just coming off a screen hard and then dropping, stopping on the dime, catch and shoot. His ability to combine the on-ball with his off-ball movement, I mean, that's what makes him such a tough, tough matchup. So thinking of our listeners, high school athlete, college athlete, what are a couple of the things that keep you on the court? And then what are a couple of things that keep you off of the court and on the bench compared to playing more minutes in a game? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a tough question. (laughs) Um, uh, I'd say the things that keep me on the court is some of the shots that I make are, are just shots that aren't, aren't necessarily good for other players. And I, and I try to say that in the most humble way possible. My favorite shot to do is a floater. That's a, that's a very tough shot for a lot of players. And, and I'm usually shooting it pretty high and uh, from pretty far away, but that's a, that's a good shot. You know, you get in the lane, what's better, what's better for me to do as an athlete? Is it to jump into a six foot nine guy who has really long arms or is it for me to stop and float it over him? You know, usually the answer is to float it over. So what keeps me on the court is the the skill set that I have that not every player has. So that that is finishing from the middle of the lane in a variety of ways and being reliable on the three-point line and the mid-range. So I'd say what keeps me on the floor is that that skill set and then being reliable in that role and coach trusting me just to flat out not turn it over, just to make the right play. If coach can trust you when you're out there, uh, then then he's comfortable. You don't want your coach to be nervous when you have the ball. And uh, I'm hoping he's not nervous when I don't have the ball or when I have the ball. <laughs> so I'd say that's what keeps me on the court, gaining the coach's trust and being confident in my role. Because as a point guard, honestly, in high school as a point guard, I could get away with uh, not being very confident because my role was to create for others. But with my role right now on this team, providing a, a scoring spark off the bench, I can't afford to not be 100% confident in myself. So I have to be confident in my skill set, and I have to uh, do the things that coach trusts me to do. So that's what keeps me on the court. What keeps me off the court <laughs> is the other half of basketball, defense. <laughs> that's something I really have to work on is – and it's not just – you know, my athleticism, my strength, although that's something I have worked on, I've gained over 20 pounds this last year. Um, and I, and I feel like it really has helped me defensively, but a lot of it is understanding where to be, understanding who I'm guarding, what their strengths and their weaknesses are, and always being in the, in the correct position. So the one thing that does help me on defense is being uh, reliable with my help defense, which is something that I can completely control. Uh, but what keeps me off the floor is usually my my on-ball defense against guys that are that are quick and strong. I have trouble, you know, staying in front of those guys. So that's definitely my weakness, um, and that's what keeps me off the floor. And that's something that I'm working on, and I can't wait to, you know, just have a different mentality this year on defense. Last year when I got in, I was scared. I was scared that I would screw up. But now my mentality is – you know, come at me. Let's let's see what happens. What have I got to lose? It's it's a COVID year. This doesn't count against my eligibility. The only thing that can happen is is I get a little bit better every time I screw up. So, yeah. And no fear is big. Um, 
I appreciate your honesty. Like, honestly, I think a lot of college athletes, you can get them on a podcast and they're going to veer towards like, I'm, I'm really good. I'm really good. And there's a sense of being real combined with being confident. That's the line that you need to be on. I think in order to be your best self, you have to be realistic about where you are at, at that given moment, as well as having great trust and confidence in the things that you know you're capable of. And understanding like big picture, you can't have the fear of failure, right? The biggest mistake you can make is, is not making any. And if you go into a game or a possession and you're already scared, you've already lost. You've already lost. So there's a difference between being real and underestimating yourself and having fear. And as long as you have a solid understanding of where you are, combined with the confidence of knowing what, what you can do, now you're setting yourself up for success. And, you know, for those listening that are, that are new, I mean, Micah, you're what, five, nine, five, maybe, are you five, 10? With shoes on. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So like for an example, I played division three basketball and I think the shortest guy in the four years of my college basketball was five ten. on my, on my team over those, those four years. And I think the four years that I had of playing basketball of all the teammates that, you know, you have coming in and, and coming out. I think I had two teammates that whole time who were under six one. Right. So, so when you're talking about your, your size, and certain physical characteristics, you're already in a really small category of college athletes. Like even if you took a division three size program and said, what's the average height on the team? The average height is probably like six, five, you know, you go division one, it's, it's probably like six, 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 seven. So being able to figure out what you can contribute given your size and you know your your speed and strength while you're continuing to work on certain aspects again i think that that gives you as much of an advantage as you can have it's because you just understand what some of those certain characteristics are and i think other things that keep people on the bench one you hit it right up right on top defense if you're if you're giving just as much just as you're getting put back on you on the defensive end Coach has no reason to put you out on the court. Secondly is the trust. And you also mentioned that one. If the coach can't trust you to handle the ball, to make some free throws, trust you to not miss a rotation defensively off the ball, they're going to put you on the bench if they cannot trust you. So defensively, got to have that. You have to have the trust of the coach because you're going to make good decisions. And an, another one of those is one of the biggest things is turnovers. Yep. Right? I, can you handle the basketball against some pressure? Can you make the right plays? Are other teammates not having to bail you out? So if they can trust you, if you can play solid, sound, knowledgeable defense, and when the basketball is in your hands, Right? They also trust you. You're not going to just cough the basketball up. Coaches can live with you working really, really hard and making some mistakes. 
coaches can live with you working really, really hard, being knowledgeable of the game and making uh, an occasional turnover or missing some shots. But if we get into the stupid and the selfish area, that is going to keep you off. Mm -hmm. I was working a camp last year and the guy played for North Carolina. Yeah, forgetting his name. I should know his name. He played for North Carolina. Um, and then he, he's now a semi-pro coach in North Carolina. And what he says coaching his pro players is if you are selfish or stupid, you're on the bench or you may just be fired and you're off of the team. Mm -hmm. Like I can handle all of the other mistakes, but if it looks like you're out there gunning for your stats and your numbers, you're out. And if you're stupid, with, with your on-ball decisions, with the defensive rotations, with all of the mental and IQ stuff. It's like, listen, I can't coach stupid. We've already talked about all of these things in practice. They've been taught to you. And if you're still not going to either care enough to put them into practice or you just can't carry that out within the game, you're done. You're out. Besides that, I'm good with mistakes and effort. I'm good with missed shots and effort. That's all good. And so I think that's key for us to keep in mind when we're trying to get more minutes. And I know we have some listeners who are college athletes, they're underclassmen right now, and they're trying to work their way up into the rotation, work their way up into starting. And so those are two of the biggest pieces of advice that I can give you from my experiences. A coach isn't going to play stupid and a coach isn't going to play selfish. Yeah. I mean, you can, you can be, have great skill, you can be very confident in yourself, but at the end of the day, you know, the coach controls who gets in. So, you know, you got to, you got to gain his trust and, and know your role and be effective in that. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you guys listening to the podcast. If you like it, subscribe, rate, review, share it out with somebody, uh, tag us on social media. Um, I'm Kramer underscore basketball on Instagram. Micah, make sure you give your handle before we take off. Um, if there's other, topics that you want us to dive into uh, during, you know, we, we hope to get out at least a couple episodes every single month moving forward to help you guys get the edge uh, in the game and off the court as well. Cause as we spoke about before, everything is interconnected. Yeah. Uh, like he said, you know, we're trying to, we're providing value here. So hit us up, let us know what topics you need. Let us know your, your strengths, your weaknesses, what you want to do moving forward. We're primarily going to be giving you guys some short episodes, but with some great uh, detail and some great tips to, to better you guys as basketball players and as people in general. All right. Have a great day. See you next Let's time. Go.